0: Alrighty, Rockstar Nation, listen up. I have the solutions if you are looking to build a massive, wonderful team that nets you a million bucks a year. Net, 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 not ECI, but net. I went to Omaha, Nebraska and I hung out with Jeff Cohn and the Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group and filmed everything about how they sell 600 homes a year How Jeff nets over a million bucks consistently and doesn't go on listing appointments or buyer's appointments, doesn't even take calls from angry clients because nobody really knows Jeff. They know Omaha's elite real estate group. I mean, he's really got this figured out, right? We're how to net a million dollars without being beholden to other people when he walks into the local mall. And it's a cool way to conduct business and net a million bucks, 600 homes a year. Five years ago, they were doing 80. So we took this, all this footage and we broke it down to 76 videos. We made 73 quizzes to make sure you get it in your head. And we included a bunch of downloads that he and his team use. We got videos of their secret team meetings of their admin meetings of their uh, agent accountability meetings we got videos of their agents prospecting to real life clients find out how you can build a team where everybody gets along with an incredible culture where everybody is hired right from the beginning massive amounts of retention here people stay and how Agents lead, generate from day one for their entire life. There, I mean, it's unlike any team I've ever seen. And uh, you can get it now at RebusUniversity.com. For the holidays, we are offering fifty percent off, and also because it's a brand new product, so it's going to be a limited time. We're going to offer fifty percent off. So jump on over to RebusUniversity.com. And check it out, I even put some free videos and free quizzes, like three of them. I just picked three random ones. So you could go on there and kind of test drive the car for free, so to speak. rebusuniversity.com. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a special guest today who's a real estate guy through and through. I have Vinny Chopra on the line, and Vinny has built a real estate empire starting with seven bucks in his pocket. He's going to tell, he's got a great story, and he's basically going to teach us how to go from buying single-family homes to buying apartments. Multi-family real estate is a big buzzword now, and syndication is a big buzzword. And He's going to talk about how to go from step A to step B and how he did it and And we're going to dig into what to look for, what not to look for as far as any sort of real estate investing, whether it's single family or multifamily. So I'm excited about this. So without further ado, Vinny, welcome to Pat Hyman Interviews Real Estate Rockstars.
1: Thank you, Pat. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here with you and talking to your audience. I hope I could bring some value
0: to them. You bet, boss. What? what why don't you uh, give everybody a little rundown, a little biography on you, Vinny, so they can get to know you better. Oh,
1: sure. I'm Vinny Chopra from India, and I came about 40 years back at, with $7. Most all the immigrants come with very little money. I'm an engineer from India, and I wanted to do my MBA. I, I went to George Washington University, and Didn't have much money, but my uncle kind of supported me first semester, and I lived with them there in Maryland and went to sell Bibles and books. That was changing of my life. I became a sales and marketing consultant after three summers in the field selling Bibles and educational books and paying for my tuition. Then I joined a motivational speaking group with fundraising, and I just retired from that group. Uh, from very nice people right there in Tennessee uh, last year after 37 years of career with them plus three years, so 40 years. And I became a broker 2004 here in California. I live in Danville near to San Francisco. I've always invested in single family homes since 1981 and own a lot of them. But then in 2004, something remarkable happened. I sat for broker exam, I passed it. We were thinking, should we be really doing uh, selling of homes? And I didn't want to you know, work on the weekends and evenings. I said, okay, let me go into commercial. And that's where I discovered multifamily. So I want to tell the audience, I didn't know what cap rate was, what NOI was, what COC, Cash on Cash, was, <laughs> you know, about 12 years back. But I learned this through going through seminars and tricks of the trade, books that I read from Amazon and bought one small course for $400 from, I think, Dave Wendell uh, way back, uh, 12 years back, and learned it in my automobile uh, you know, uh, university, I call it, when I travel around, everybody travels in car. Why to listen to music, but just oh, enjoy. Yeah,
0: and- Auto- Automobile University. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> audible.com and podcasts nowadays and everything. So so Vinny, okay, so let's get, we got the perspective of kind of where you started sure. and and your trajectory, how you rose up. So tell me about your well, tell me about your wealth today. Like how how many units do you own? What do you think it's all worth? What do you make from it all? Give us an idea of of what you've built so we can inspire to be like you.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, again, it's been a wonderful uh, business. Uh, commercial real estate is at this time. Uh, you know, we are, cl- I've done in my two companies, almost over 3,000 units. And in the last uh, 22 months. I'm really, really proud of because we have collected about 1,300 units or 1,400 in just 22 uh, months, uh, amounting to about controlling $72 million. Just to give you an, a perspective, I did 10 syndications and uh, very proud of you know all these were off-market deals and I would love to kind of go back our very first deal was in my other company which I'm president of and you know I was working kind of remotely right from San Francisco and not much involved that much in that company but we did uh, uh, Ideal I G is that name, and uh, you know we had a lot of assets in that one. But we are liquidating those because after after about four or five years, Pat, we sell the you know uh, multifamily and give the money back to the investors. If I may go back, the very first deal we did was fourteen units. So I would love to.
0: Tell yeah, this your is audience. This is th- this key- is good. They're going to have a million questions here, uh, as <laughs> as I do. Okay, so first of all, let's start at the beginning. So 1981, right? You were you were buying single family houses. By the way, I, I grew up in Maryland. Uh, what part of Maryland were you? Oh, in? yeah. Oh, Gaithersburg, Maryland, okay. Shady Grove Road. Yes, yes. Very familiar <laughs> with it. I, I was in Columbia. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, so so you start buying single families and, and how many single families had you amassed or how many single families had you bought or owned up until, say, 2004 when you started getting into commercial real estate?
1: You know, we kept on buying, oh my gosh, and then we sold some. Kept on buying. I remember one trip to Phoenix. We bought two in one day. But you know, let's say in the upward of twenty, maybe. Okay. So you had had
0: twenty houses, and then how'd you mm -hmm. go from how'd you go from owning twenty rental properties to you know buying your first apartment, uh, which you said is fourteen units, and then take me how you went from fourteen units. Well, to, to 3,000 units. <laughs> yes. Okay.
1: Okay. Sure. The 14 unit was in the slump, eh? you know, like 2008 time, 2007. And I would like to tell the audience that just keep your excitement up because it took us almost 12 months, Pat, to get our 14 unit because nobody will give us money. And it was, you know, in that very downtimed uh, crash of 2008, what really happened was we started making some appointments with, you know, investors. I would love to give your audience also my PowerPoint presentation that I presented in Chicago some time back. And it's a pretty cool PowerPoint converting from single family to multifamily, because the thing is, in syndication, you have to spin several plates. You got to spin the plate of investors, you could spin the plate with the brokers getting the properties and then the third spinning of the plate is the management part of it. So going back to way back when, 2007 and 8, we worked very hard in getting to a location where the unemployment rate was the least. And to be truthful, you're not going to believe it. We found it in Texas, in Odessa, Texas, out of anywhere. The unemployment rate was 3.24% there. And we said, okay, we're going to buy our first deal there. But it took us, like I said, you know, almost 12 months. <laughs> so don't lose heart. How, how much I was it? About- Oh, this was only $210,000. We paid for 14 units. And then we also closed on 109 units with 100 storage units uh, that Friday, same week in uh, September. In Odessa, uh, Texas? yeah, in Texas also, right? Oh, there. That, that's uh-huh. good for
0: you. I love it. You know, here you were in California, in a whole nother world, San Francisco, <laughs> and you're like, yes. well, let's go where the unemployment rate today, 2008, right? height of the recession or beginning of yes. the recession. And you said there, you know, let's go there. And then you go out there and pull the trigger on two things, a 14 unit and a 109 unit. So how'd you get the money for those? Excellent. The very first one, the local
1: bank, I always like to go to the presidents of the bank and all kind of, you know, I'm a motivational speaker, by the way. That's what my job has been, going on stage with 50 people or 100 people or 500 people to help them get motivated to raise money for organizations, youth organizations, schools and things. So that has been my passion all my life. So meeting with the presidents and all is not that hard, but that's what I got. I got the local bank to finance us, but guess what? For 109, no bank will give us money no mm-hmm. bank <laughs> which probably i'm sure a lot of the new investors of your audience come across that they were saying how far do you live we said very far <laughs> ah, you know yeah you
0: don't even live in Is texas it? right i mean yeah, i know <laughs> i
1: know and how much experience you have zero you know all that stuff right but you fake it till you make it but then we said let's go to owner you know we started dealing with the owner sellers, I'm sorry, and we said, Okay, we're gonna, you know, have you carry the loan and they gave us six percent loan, seven percent next year, eight percent next year, nine percent next year, but we had to put down one million dollar, forty percent down to get that apartment.
0: Okay, so it was two and a half million dollars and yes you, you came up with a million bucks cash and yep. you gave it to them, so they took out that and then it was a six, seven, eight and it was rising. So, but, yeah. but you could refinance at any time? We did, and we sold it for $5 million. And you paid two and a half. million. Uh, how, how long did it take you to sell for $5 million? I would say four and a half years. Okay. Later, yeah. And, and, uh-huh. and did you refinance
1: before you sold we it? We did. Okay. Actually, we refinanced it just before we sold it, by the way. Returned all the money to the investors. Yep. And my investors got 47.6% return per year. So that was a good one. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and so then you started buying everywhere from there? Yeah, you, you
1: know, we were in Odessa, Midland. We went to San Marcos, San Antonio. You know, we thought Round Rock area was really growing. We always kept pursuing the emerging markets. That's what I would like to say to the audience At this time also, there are like 9, 10, 12 different emerging markets happening right now in the country. So it's good to kind of seek out a location where the investors will really like to hone in. You know, in my case, you know, since I retired from the other business, I really honed in in one particular market in Houston and area and so forth and bought, gosh, you know, 10 assets in the last t- uh, 22
0: months. You didn't so, so like that's like present day. You you're, yes. you're bu- why are you buying Houston now? Well, that's the thing. See the thing is Houston proper
1: no, but adjoining Houston there was something. I bought a property with my old company in 2013 and when I closed on it, there were 25 families in waiting list. I said, "Holy holy moly, what is going on in this market?" So I did a lot of research. I'm a very good. I listen a lot. I read a lot. So I said, you know what? We're going to buy more because there is employment there. And I think about $101 billion was going to be spent in this tertiary market. It's called tertiary because it's not proper Houston. I know oil affected Houston, but it has not affected my properties, you know, which is kind of good. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. You know, so, so okay, so I let's talk about let,
0: let's talk about somebody thinking about doing uh, what you've done because you make it sound so easy. So, what what advice do you have for the person that's you know owning a single families now and wanting yeah. to get into multifamilies and the banks are telling them you know they need X amount down that that's uncomfortable for them or they don't have it. Uh, what advice can you give them about raising money from investors? Okay, good point. I would say that, you know, definitely they want to partner with somebody
1: good, like, mind person, because that makes a big difference. You know, when you're down in the dumps and everybody's saying no and rejection is there, you need a good partner that you can trust and build with it who has the same meaningful, you know, goals in mind to invest in multifamily. Secondly, Put together a portfolio, you know, of your experience, whatever they are, where they are, and learn this business because that's where the money will flow. Investors are going to ask them, why should I invest with you? They need to do a lot of research on what market, you know, north of Dallas, Dallas, Arlington, uh, Fort Worth is... uh, I mean, it's just evolving. Yeah, uh, North Carolina is evolving. Huge. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you.
0: You said you mm-hmm. said there's nine or ten emerging markets. Yes. Give, give me, give me, like, what are the top five? Sure, sure. I
1: would say, you know, in my thinking, uh, North Carolina tech triangle, South Carolina Columbia area, and then of course uh, Houston still portions of it, but Dallas, I'm very, very bullish on north of Dallas. Seattle, I'm very bullish. Uh, uh, Portland, I'm Reno, Nevada, uh, Denver. Uh, let's see here, where else I'm thinking? Oh, Florida. You know, there are a lot of places: Orlando, Jacksonville,
0: why? Tampa. Why? Like, why are you bullish on on all these areas? Some of well, which some people may look at some of those. What's to
1: happen over there? I on, mean, it's, it's some, people at, yeah, some people may look
0: at some people may look at some of those areas and be like, man, those places are in a bubble. Yeah, you, you well, just named all the bubble, Dal- Dallas, Texas. Um, I mean, you just so so why tell us why. That, yeah,
1: tell that's us why. a good point, very good point. You know, the thing is, these some some of these markets are oversold, but the thing is, as a syndicator, you want to build relationships with the brokers. Try to get off-market deals. That's my specialty. And also do the direct selling to the in, uh, sellers, you know, direct uh, letter campaign, things like that, which you get to know once you start learning this business, it's all in networking where you get to the properties in a, right? You know, there are motivated sellers always, Pat, so we got to figure so out. So you're you know, selling,
0: you're, you're, you're basically, the, the way you've gotten all these units is you've mailed them letters? Um, okay, we have not done that campaign that much. We
1: did few, but the biggest thing which my specialty is to meet with the brokers. I only deal with listing brokers by the way, Pat. I decided that 12 years back, it has served me very well. I'm a broker also by the way in California, but don't practice it. But the thing is I always give my commission to the listing broker. So in other words they make double the money right because yeah every,
0: everybody listen uh, everybody listening understands that well but aren't okay. they when they do that uh, aren't they selling out the other people bidding on it when they do that do you, you know okay. what i mean like if someone comes in with a buyer broker and they're bidding 2.5 is your listing broker going to tell you hey vinny do 26 and i'll give it to you Okay. No point. No, 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 no. Let me go it this way. This
1: will be a good one for your investors to know. Every deal that we come or see on LoopNet, which is actually all bad ones, uh, every, deal, every deal goes five different phases before it comes out in the open. Let me share. Maybe a lot of them already know it. I don't want to make it that elementary. See, when there is a little napkin the broker is visiting with the seller,
0: that's when I like to catch the property. So you just want, you want the listing agents to call you and be like, Hey Vinny, I got one on the hook. They haven't signed with me yet, but I I want to show it to you. And okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That is it. And all my 10 acquisitions have been like that bad in the last 22 months. So you go with the
0: listing agents that have a a reputation for listing a lot of multifamily and you'll be like, but that, this is why I'm going to use you because, you know, because I want you to call me first. Totally, totally, totally. If it's out in the open and bidding
1: war, you know, it rises. I mean, the price goes up. The thing is, the seller wants to do it quick sale. They want to do it calmly. They want to make sure that a buyer is able to buy things like that, you know, which I'm sure a lot of investors, will. I'm sure you have a range of them, you know. So the key thing is to deal with the listing broker, not a buyer broker. Because I don't like vacuum in between. I can only find the temperature of the seller, Mm. of the motivated seller through the listing broker. And I always kind of tell them what I'm looking for, if my numbers are going to work or not work. I try to get a you know, feeling from them how motivated the seller is and so yeah, forth.
0: I got you. So, okay, so let's talk about this market because, you know, some would say the multifamily market obviously is a red hot asset class right now. There's a lot hmm. of money going into it. Some of the reason why so much money, one of the reasons why so much money is going into it is because syndication itself is hot. You have more and more people pouring money into, you know, real estate funds, hedge funds. You have money, people pouring into websites online where they can you know, where the people raise money for real estate. Then you have people like you that syndicate and raise money for your own personal ones or that you and your company do, all of which, you know, were available ten, twenty years ago, but were few and far between. Very hard to find. It was easy to put money with a stockbroker, but it was very hard to put to to buy into a real estate asset twenty, twenty five years ago as big as, you know, a 500 unit apartment building. Now it's simple. Anybody can do it. So, is there a concern at all that because it's become so easy and because all this money is flowing there that it may be in a bit of a bubble if if regulations are stripped away from syndication money, if if it becomes less a desirable asset class because property values go down? I'm just curious what your thought no. is on the on how it's different now than it than it ever has been.
1: Sure, that's a very good perspective, what you just said. I think the biggest thing I'll say, three points in this one, one has to be totally uh, master at syndication because you are, uh, you know, abiding the SEC laws, Securities and Exchange Commission. It it has to be totally uh, followed, you know, regulations, D and everything that I do. The good part is that there are a lot of investors now they know they could actually do Take the, take the money away from the IRAs and 401Ks from the stock market and put them into self-directed IRAs with Pensco or Equity Trust or Entrust and all, and then they can invest lawfully into real estate. The second thing is the hedge funds and all, they always look for you know A class and maybe B plus class, Pat, which are high and low cap rates. The, the expensive course, one.
0: And what Vinny is referring to is really it's the age, right, of the of the building. Correct. So for people listening, what, yes. what what age would an A class be? Yeah, A
1: class would be like ten to twelve years, you and know. B old. would be what? B would be like about fifteen years. And you know, like 1980s products. We usually say middle to late eighties will be, you know, B. It depends also on the neighborhood and how the property is kept. And then C So that would would be more like twenty
0: five years. Yeah. Correct. So so seventies, sixties, fifties, you're getting into D class um, well,
1: not really D. D is also the, uh, you know, old ones, but there are a lot of nice Victorian properties, which are 50s built, but they will be classified as C plus or even B minus how they are kept, you know, yeah. and if they are in a better location.
0: So it's a mixture like of that. age and condition and. Good yeah. 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 So, and, 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 and really it's, you know, if they, if they're getting decent high rents, like uh higher yes. class rents it probably raises up the class so so what class are you doing because you're saying well pat you know a and b classes that's what the hedge fund money's going into i'm zigging when they're zagging i'm doing something different i'm investing in what what class are you investing in
1: you know c class i would say majority of our assets are c c plus or b class you know where we are bringing value to the communities they are not never ever we have bought D class, D is David, you know, and that's where the one, neighborhoods also, we like nice uh, C class in B areas and also B class in A areas. That's what we did in San Antonio with my other company. We kept on buying around Alamo Heights, which we found out was A area, but we looked for C plus assets and B assets in that area. We never have bought A class yet in my two companies you know and rightly so because a lot of white collar you know people they are actually more uh into the a class of course but then they are buying their own homes also right affordability is there we go by the jobs to look at where the jobs will be for the next five or seven years and that's where we invest and then we sell out our horizon with the syndication is about three to seven years we write in the PPM, which is the private placement memorandum, but then we try to get out of it in about four to five years, you know, bring the money back to investors. Of course, our investors are equity uh, investors. They uh, put in the money. Of course, initial investment, they get preferred return in my Monil Investment Group, my new company. We give out eight to nine percent preferred return per year cash flow and then we also have equity gain when we sell the asset we give it back to them also so we average about 18 to 24% per year in our
0: companies and know? what what's the minimum that someone could put in to one of 100000 100, 100000 100000 the minimum and i know in the early years we
1: used to take 50 65 75 i just feel like you know i can raise anywhere from three million to nine million in a couple of days with my established base of investors, you know, and they just look forward to it whenever the offering is coming. It's just they jump on it and I have many angry ones because they cannot get into the deal. (laughs)
0: And and, and how do you get paid, Vinny?
1: (laughs) You know, I get paid actually by syndicating. Any syndicator gets paid for their sweat equity of putting the deal you can't really put a deal together every month you, you know it may come three months four months but you're working yeah, so yeah. hard to put one together so I charge the nominal acquisition fees three to five percent I charge four and then we have quarterly distributions through bill pay Wells Fargo bill pay to all the investors so when they get paid quarterly they're you know like uh, one fourth of nine percent, or whatever, then my company Monil Investment also gets paid our share. And then when we sell the property, equity gain, we have a split as described in the PPM, you know. So that's how we get paid three times. And then I also believe, Pat, I would love to say that we also have Monil Management Group because I, you know, I'm on the loans, right? My company's on the loans, and I find. Managing self-managing these assets keeps me abreast of what's happening, and to do the economies of scale with my asset manager, my community managers, and all. So I'm CEO of both the companies, Monil Investment and Monil Management Group. So that way, so you get you know, paid. You get paid a management fee. How much is your management fee? Exactly. Exactly, because we are running the day-to-day operation of each asset, yeah. Right, right. Mm -hmm.
0: And so the management fee is how much? Four percent. Usually it's four, three and a half to four okay. percent of the rents collected. Yeah. Okay. And then and then your your percentage is 30 and the investors are 70 or how do you split that? Yeah.
1: Usually it's 30, 70, 65, 35, first two years. Then depending on if you're bringing the value and increasing the rents and incomes,
0: then it can go to 40, 60 also. Yes. Okay. And that's of the upside when you sell it, right? Correct. And Correct. it's also and the
1: cash flow too. And, and the cash the flow. Operation. Yeah. So uh-huh. if you're cash exactly.
0: flowing a hundred thousand, you're getting, say, thirty thousand of that. Mm-hmm. The investors are getting seventy, but the investors get paid first in case yes. there's exactly. not seventy, so long as it's eight or nine percent. You got it. You got it. They are class A members
1: always in my syndications, and we are class B, you know? So and then ours is, you know, deferred if we didn't make enough, we've been making pretty good. And then every year by the end of the fourth quarter, we look at each uh, community, how much they made. And if they made a lot more than 9% for the investors, they get the higher percent in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. So we do it, everything, the whole companies, I built four companies now in total transparency. See, that's the reason, because our investors can go to any community. They can ask for any, of course, the rent rolls and P&Ls, we have to give them anyway. But any invoices, any che- bank account, uh, ledgers, GL miscellaneous, they can. It's totally transparent from top to bottom, our, you know, company. Yeah. And that
0: has no, been
1: trust with my investors. And I have a base of, you know, few investors who just love to, you know, tell their friends and their friends and so on. Sure,
0: sure, (laughs) absolutely. Well, listen, Vinny, I'm going to wrap this up, but I I still want to get to the one thing that you promised the listeners. And can you tell me a little bit about how, like, you went, you had the bank said, hey, you know, the owner said you got to put up 40% of this first, Gig here for two and a half million. You had to get a million bucks. So, how did you get that million bucks? I want people listening at home to know like it is possible to, you know, uh, do small syndications on their own. How did you do that? Perfect. You know, I would really highly recommend to join the RIA meetings, RIA
1: clubs, any real estate meetup groups locally because that's where you find like minded people. Google you know, multifamily investing in their zip code. So that will give them lots of different links to different people, chamber of commerce, you know, because you got to really build your investor list. I would love to send you, Pat, my PowerPoint presentation, and they could use that, you know, to uh, put together some seminars which I did for the luncheon with my team and we'll pay for the lunch, you know, a little bit. And then you have to follow SEC ruling. That's the big part also. So get, uh, you know, comfortable with what the laws are because you cannot tell somebody about the property or investment in the first call. You have to have three touches before you start talking to the investor to dig into their goals and dreams and then share the property that you want to send you know
0: yes and there
1: are some you know good lectures i have done yeah
0: Mm -hmm. okay good so what i'm going to do guys is i'm going to go if you go to hybendigital.com backslash vinny chopra and i'm going to spell vinny's name because it has an e and it's v-i-n-n-e-y v-i-n-n-e-y chopra c-h-o-p-r-a hybendigital.com backslash vinny chopra I will put up Vinny's PowerPoint uh, that he's so gracious to share, and I will put up all of Vinny's contact information, and uh, if you want to reach out to him, it'll be there. And uh, Vinny, listen, thanks so much for sharing everything. I think it's so important that as real estate agents and as real estate investors that we just expand our minds to how other parts of the real estate world work, whether it be, you know, uh, raising money, whether it be investing in, in multifamily or investing in commercial or investing in, you know, all, all the things we talked about in, in, different areas and, and paying attention to different trends, as Vinny says. So in any event, Vinny, thanks so much for coming on today. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy, busy schedule. And if I'm in oh. San Francisco, We'll get together and uh, break some bread. We should. Oh,
1: totally. It'll be my pleasure. I would love to, you know, entertain you and uh, host you, Pat. And thank you for the opportunity to talk to you, to your audience. And it's such a pleasure. And thank you for what you do.